Yo. <laughs> Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, but you should know that by now. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast anywhere. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, Overcast FM, Pocket Cast, YouTube. Of course, you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, and the Gram. So there's no reason not to subscribe to this podcast. All right. So here's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, as many of you know, if you've been following this podcast, we've been featuring a lot of albums, a lot of great hip hop albums that dropped in 1996. And this podcast will be no different. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the fourth album from A Tribe Called Quest, uh, Beats, Rhymes and Life. Uh, this was their fourth album and it dropped on July 30th, 1996. Man, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years because I remember, you know, how things were when I actually copped this album. Much, much anticipated. Uh, anybody knows me knows that I'm a huge Tribe Called Quest fan. So I was definitely looking forward to this album. Um, and, you know, you have to kind of also look when you look at and you think about this album, you also have to look at the backdrop of what was going on at this particular time in the summer of 1996. Just to give you an idea, uh, earlier that year, the Fuji's dropped the score. Uh, Tupac dropped All Eyes on Me. Um, just the month prior to this album coming out, Jay-Z dropped Reasonable Doubt. Nas came with It Was Written. And Native Tongue crew members uh, De La Soul just dropped um, uh, Stakes Is High just a couple of weeks prior to this one. So you have all of that coupled with the fact that there is a East Coast, West Coast beef, quote unquote, brewing in this country. And here comes Tribe Call Quest. <laughs> so no pressure right uh not to mention that it's been three years since the previous album midnight marauders which personally is my favorite tribe called quest album right so you got all of that going on and so you know there is some pressure for them to deliver um just to give you an idea man it, it was it, it <laughs> A Tribe Called Quest, this, this album was highly anticipated because you just didn't know what they were going to do. Um, you know, anytime you have success, it's always met with, you know, the question of, you know, can you do it again? And A Tribe Called Quest came out the gates with their first album, uh, People's Instinctive Life. Um, I mean, People's Instinctive, man, is a, you know, in many, many circles, a classic. Then they follow that up with Low End Theory, uh, another hip hop classic. Then they follow that one up with Midnight Marauders, which personally I think is a classic. A lot of people don't think it's a classic, but it's right there. I mean, like, you know, you ask 10 people, you may get five say it's a classic. You may have five say it's not a classic, but it's a dope album. Right. So you, you have that. And then they have this history uh, at this particular time. You know, Fife was starting to do his own little thing on the side. You know, you saw him kind of rhyming with other people and stuff like that. You know, freestyles and stuff like that on other tracks. Uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad was getting on, getting into the production side. Both he and Q-Tip, uh, they were working with uh, acts like D'Angelo and Roots, and and so you had this whole movement. And I remember coming up to this album, 
um, I was interested to see who was going to do the production on the album. Um, and I got wind, and this, of course, is the pre-internet era, so you had to, <laughs> it was by word of mouth, uh, that the production was going to be from the UMA. And I'm like, okay, who the hell is UMA? <laughs> the UMA was a group that consisted of Q-Tip, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, and Jay Dilla, the great Jay Dilla, uh, rest in peace, um, from Slum Village. So, and at the time, honestly, I didn't know much about Jay Dilla. So I was, you know, that's the only kind of information, if you will, that I had leading up to this album. So again, you got everything else is going around. You have you, you may have a situation where the production has changed slightly and it's different uh, because just to give you an idea, uh, other than the Uma, the Uma produced the entire album with the exception of one song. And that was uh, produced by Rashad Smith. But other than that, the, the Uma group, they produced the entire album. So you had a possibility that Tribe would be coming with maybe a little bit less of the jazz kind of sound that they had on the previous albums but come on man this is tribe you know it's gonna be funky if if it's if nothing else is gonna be funky it's gonna be dope and you're gonna get dope rhymes from fife and you're gonna get dope rhymes from q-tip and it's gonna be all love right so that's what we anticipated going in this album uh did well commercially uh the i think the first single was uh once again and so when I, I remember the first time I heard once again, I was like, okay, like this is, you know, I'm vibing to it. Got the chick singing on the hook. I'm like, okay, so this is the jam. This is, you know, this is bumping. This is going to be okay, right? Um, so that was the first single. But this album sold well. This album eventually sold. It went platinum. Um, I think, I want to say it, it dropped in 1996. I, I want to say by the end of 96, it was at least certified gold. It went platinum in 1998. Um but uh but to be honest even though the success that the album had and i mean it was nominated for a grammy um and in 1997 and tribe was nominated for uh for a grammy for best rap duo performance um so you know it's you know it was well received to say the least i think it got four mics in the source um you know, Rolling Stone and some of these other magazines, they liked it. It wasn't really anybody, uh, you know, from the, when it comes to critics, there were no critics necessarily dumping on the album per se. Um, so it was, you know, it was a good look. It was a good look or so we thought. <laughs> um, but the album, I think, you know, really, really was, was different. It was different from what we had heard uh, prior to. Um, so let me just break down the tracks for you. First album starts off with uh, phony rappers. Um, now, here's the thing that was really interesting, because I remember listening to phony rappers for the first time. And I hear, you know, Q-tip rhyming or whatever. And then I hear this other voice. And I'm like, uh, who the hell is that? Because <laughs> it wasn't Fife. And I'm like, oh, snap, is Ali Shahi Muhammad rapping? And I looked on the liner notes and it was uh, somebody named by the, by the name of Consequence. I'm like, OK, who, who, who the hell is Consequence? And at that particular time, I looked at the the rest of the liner notes without without even finishing the album. And I looked up and I'm like, damn, this dude Consequence. And keep in mind, I'd never heard of Consequence before. Um, he's on there's 15 tracks. He's on half the album. <laughs> How the hell does that happen? 
<laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, and I'm and I'm I'm reading this as I'm listening to the first track, and then, you know, he was okay, but I'm like, okay, how is this dude on all of these tracks? And I was like, okay, well, I'll just I'm still gonna listen. It's no big deal. So Phony Rappers comes on. It's, it's you know it's tight. Um, Get a hold comes on. The beat is banging. I'm like, okay, I like this. I like this. Uh, after that, you got motivators. Uh, consequences on that again. Um, then you get the jam. Uh, then you got the crew, which is kind of a. I like. I actually like crew. Actually, I, I like a lot of songs, but crew is real, real mellow out. It's you know, it's kind of like an interlude or what have you. Um, the mind power, the hop, and so I'm like, okay, this is you know, this is different. You know, this is different. I, I'm sorry. Let me back up. It went from get a hold to motivators then it went to jam then crew then the pressure and then once again which was the lead single now i love once again man once again um tammy lucas on the hook it was the lead single uh it, it that song i think really could have fit on um it could have been on midnight marauders uh, I, I thought it was really, really dope. Uh, like I said, she's on the hook and, you know, it had a cool video. And I was like, OK, this is, you know, this when I heard it for the first time, I was like, OK, this is Vintage Tribe. Everything else from Get A Hold to Motivators, Jam, Crew and The Pressure didn't necessarily sound. It didn't. It wasn't whack, but it didn't sound like something that we had heard on previous Tribe Tribe albums. Um, then it went to Mind Power. Uh, the hop and then keep it moving uh, keep it moving I I like keep it moving I liked it a lot uh, one of the things that was interesting and I mentioned earlier uh, we did have a east coast west coast quote unquote beef going on uh, you know in hip hop and what was interesting was in the albums that dropped that particular year you didn't really have too many people address it, particularly like like Nas didn't address it on It Was Written. Uh, Jay-Z didn't address it on Reasonable Doubt. Um, but there was, um, I want to say there was a song by Westside Connection that gave some reference to uh, A Tribe Called Quest. And it was like, you know, took it as a diss or whatever like that. So my man Q-Tip comes back. And he addresses it on Keep It Moving. Hey, what can you say? <laughs> he addressed it. I mean, like he wasn't necessarily coming after them or coming after anybody. But, you know, I think Tribe did a good job as far as staying neutral in this quote unquote beef. A lot of a lot of groups did. It, it really wasn't, you know, the and I, and I wish I had time to talk about how manufactured I think the East Coast, West Coast beef was. Maybe I'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> but um but yeah it was uh you know so I'm I'm glad that he addressed it. I'm glad that he addressed it. Uh but again the album is moving along and it, and it sounds pretty good or whatever. Uh after uh keep it moving you got Baby Fife's return which you know he's rhyming on the consequences on the hook. Um uh, this was the only song where Fife is featured by himself and he really wasn't even featured by himself cuz consequences on the hook. Uh and and I'll I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so and I remember when I was looking at the liner notes, I'm like, baby, Fife's return. OK, Fife's going to spaz on it. Like I was waiting for, you know, Fife to really go in. Um, next up is uh, Separate Together. 
uh, then what really goes on wordplay and then the album ends with stressed out uh, with faith evans uh, on the hook love stressed out um it really really i think stressed out is a song that i think a lot of people could vibe to just based on what they're talking about and how they're actually feeling so um that was the second single to be released uh, i think that was released uh, back in like november of 96 so uh like i said the album did well the tracks were good. I'm not going to um, front on it. And I'll give you my opinion on the album in its uh, in its entirety in just a second. But, um, you know, I think after the first couple of listens, I just realized that Tribe was moving in a different direction and they weren't necessarily moving in the same direction. And I didn't really get that the first time I heard it. But, you know, as I got you know, as this album got older and then obviously we saw the the great documentary by Michael Rappaport, um, you know, of the same name, Beeps Rhymes Life, uh, which showed how, you know, and maybe a little bit why Tribe went through this internal strife within a group and which ultimately led to them making the Love Movement album, um, which was their last album. Um, nonetheless, man, it was, uh, you know, after the first couple of listens, I just realized that tribe was in a different place. And, you know, I had to kind of come to grips with that, that it wasn't a signature tribe sound, but you know, I had my, I had the stuff that I liked. I had the stuff that I didn't like. So I think that was kind of key as well. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, let's get an interview from a tribe called quest. And on the other side, I'll break down what I liked, what I didn't like about this album and where it fits uh, in history. I'll be back in just a sec. Okay, okay. Now, through all of this stuff, man, Tribe Called Quest has managed to stay together. It's the fourth time around. You all have done what a lot of groups can't do, and that's stick together. We see people go, come and go, especially in hip hop, like this and like that. Despite the fact that you've done different things and you've done different things and you've done different things, how is it that the unit stays together? Through, through, All through love, you know what I'm saying? Allah has a plan, you know what I'm saying? Allah's plan, you know, people plot and plan and they scheme, but surely Allah's plan is the, is the, is the greatest because Allah is the best of planners. So that's all we get credited to, and we get credited to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we have a sincere love for the music, and we have a sincere love and admiration for each other. So. And just like that, we're back. Breaking it down today, Beats, Rhymes, Life, uh, the fourth LP from A Tribe Called Quest, uh, 1996, uh, July 30th, 1996. This album is 20 years old. And if you're anything like me, knowing that this album is 20 years old, it makes you feel old. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, all right. So here's my thoughts on this album. I think first and foremost, we have to be honest with ourselves. This this actually is a pretty good album. Um that being said, this album was a letdown. Uh, if, if <laughs> and I know what I said, you know, it sounds like an oxymoron, but it is. This was a very good album, but this album was a letdown, um, particularly for Tribe Called Quest fans. Now, I will say this 
that the critics love this album. Um, a Tribe Called Quest fans, uh, not as much. Um, I think most Tribe Called Quest fans like me, uh, we like this album. We like certain parts about this album. We will listen to this album. But, you know, I think it's I think the thing that we that we have to understand about this album is that it's not like the other albums. And I think, and I think that's that's the thing personally for me. That's what bothers me because People's Instinctive had a certain feel, a certain flow that you know kind of set the tempo. Uh, low end theory, you know, stayed on that same tempo, but then kind of went to the next level. Uh, same for Midnight Marauders. I thought that it was on the same flow, on the same path as far as Tribe was concerned, but just at another level. And you know, this album was the fall off. <laughs> um here's what i like sonically i love this album i think it's i think the uh uma group of uh, q-tip ali shahi muhammad and the great jay dilla the goat um i thought they did an incredible job with these beats man i i loved it there's not there's not one beat on this album that i'm like eh, okay Nah, I can do it out. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't that, man. It was just, you know. I think this album, sonically, I think it sounds good. I think it sounds great. I, is it as dope as um, you know the previous three sonically? No, it's not. But I think it's. I think it's very good. And that's saying a lot because you have to remember these the the three previous albums are heralded by a lot in a lot of hip hop circles as classics. So that's like, I mean, that's like going, that's winning, that's like winning the Super Bowl three consecutive years. And the fourth year, you not only not make the playoffs, but you go, you know, four and 12. <laughs> I mean, like, so it was, you know, or, or you go eight and eight and you just, you, you win your first eight games and then you lose your last eight games. I, I don't know. Like it was just, it, it was a, it was a fall off. Um, and again, I don't think that takes anything away from the production. The production is what I actually liked. Uh, lyrically, this album isn't up to par. I don't think that. And, and I, I was glad to see uh, the documentary, as I mentioned, uh, from Michael Rappaport, Beats Rhymes Life, uh, because there was a lot of internal strife going on within the group. And that documentary you know kind of showed it and even after watching it a couple of times i still don't know how or where it came from i mean like you know some people say well tip is an asshole some people said fife was tripping um alicia he was definitely in the middle i mean i don't really know how much more he could have done um but you know this album was definitely a a, a curveball to its fans i mean they didn't really have the the samples you know like how the previous album did previous three albums did you know heavy samples um you know like i said a jazzy type sound uh uma didn't necessarily i don't know and it, it may have been their growth as producers i don't know um this album you know really featured a lot of r&b sound like i said the once again stressed out i mean those are the two biggest singles off the album and it's, you know, some would say, and I've heard Tribe fans say this, is that, you know, they were swinging for the charts and they made the charts. I mean, this album went to number one. So, you know, I don't know if, if that's when if, if 
that's what their goal was per se but you know if that's what the goal was then they, then they hit it um one thing that i didn't like about the album i'm be honest and and i've heard a lot of people say this uh was consequence <laughs> and it's not that consequence is a bad mc because he, he's, he's actually a pretty decent mc uh consequence you know came out of nowhere really for us as fans uh on this album uh, keep in mind, again, this is 1996, July 30th, 1996. So there was no Internet. So there was no way for us to know who this guy was. And, you know, there were he wasn't like on uh, the, the mixtape. So he, he just literally came out of nowhere. And it's almost like, you know, I, I, I remember telling my man, I was like, you know, they just threw this dude on the album. Like, you know, like if I was walking past the studio, it's like, hey, Kyle, get on this album. You know, <laughs> that's kind of like how it felt. And I know that's not what it, what it is. And it's no diss to consequence. I just don't think that he fit this album. Um, it may have been a little bit easier to stomach consequence if he had been on previous albums. Uh, it may have been easier to stomach consequence if he had been on one or two songs. But his voice is on half the album. And what's even more surprising is that you get a lot of consequence and we got a lot less Fife. And of course, we know, you know, by now at that particular time, Fife had moved from New York to here in Atlanta. And, you know, you know, they were going their separate ways, uh, you know, both individually and collectively. Um, so, you know, it was just this album was a sign that, you know, things were probably headed downhill from there. Uh, but I know most of the Tribe fans that I know, I don't want to say they didn't like this album. They just didn't love it. And, and you know, I can honestly echo those sentiments. I like this album. I don't love this album. Uh, if, you know, if you give me just the instrumental, I probably could rock to it. <laughs> but, you know, one thing I didn't like was Consequence all over the album. Another thing I didn't like, I didn't, I don't think that we got our best from Fife and Q-Tip. And I think, you know, they... Fife just, you know, and, and the documentary kind of confirmed it, but both Fife and Q-Tip, they seem to kind of just be getting their way through. Um, and I'm not going to say that wasn't their best effort. I think they could have and should have done better. Um, you know, they weren't rhyming the same. Fife wasn't rhyming the same on this joint as he did on Midnight Marauders. You go back and listen to Midnight, Midnight Marauders and Fife was killing it. He was killing it. I mean... That's Fife. When you hear that right there, that's Fife. Um, yeah, man. I, I just, it, it, this album, again, it was good. Source gave it four mics. If I had to give it a mic on, on my mic rating system, I'd probably give it three and a half. Three and a half means it was dope. So it's a dope album. I'd give it three and a half. You know, it probably, maybe on a good day for it, depending on how I feel. Um, as far as replay value, I still listen to this album from time to time. Uh, I listened to it, you know, a couple of times leading up to this show, up to this podcast. And I was quickly reminded of, you know, why I like this album. And then I was also quickly reminded of what I didn't like about the album. And, um, you know, it's, it's not to say that, you know, a tribe called quest is a bad group. Cause I love them as a group. You know, that they're in my top five of all time when it comes to hip hop groups. But this was the start of the ending for tribe. And it's unfortunate because I'm such a fan. And I think <laughs> I remember talking to some of my friends after this album dropped. And, 
you know, I express my fandom, if you will, as far as how I thought, how dope I thought the album was. But looking back on it now, uh, it, it wasn't as good as I thought it was. And, and I think that's one of the things that as hip hop fans, you know, you have to let some time pass when you when you're listening to an album. And then when you go back to it, you know, a year, five years, 10 years later, if it still has that same replay value, and, and you can understand and feel why, how and why you fell in love with the album, then that makes sense. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I, I think that's key. But, you know, other than that, like I said, it's a good album. It, it's not, and, and unfortunately for Tribe, they set the bar extremely high. They set the bar extremely high for themselves. So, with that being said, I, I got to give it three mics, three and a half mics. Um, as far as what they're doing now, uh, obviously, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, after they dropped the next album, which was the Love Movement, um, and the Love Movement, uh, <laughs> my personal opinion, the Love Movement wasn't a good album either. Uh, again, another album with some dope production, but they, if you think that they kind of walked it through uh, uh, Beast Rhymes and Life, they really mailed it in on uh, on the love movement i thought the production was incredible i mean like give me the love movement instrumental and i'm there i'm your guy <laughs> but uh but yeah it's only i can only think of two tracks on the love movement that i actually like um other than that uh they moved on obviously alicia muhammad got with lucy pearl he started doing production uh q-tip went solo had his album didn't particularly care for his album but that's another story for another day uh and fife you know he had a solo album as well um and and what they're doing now obviously alicia he muhammad he's still making music still producing uh djing uh same for q-tip he's still making music uh i'm told that there is another q-tip album in the works um hopefully we'll get it i don't know i don't know how people necessarily receive particularly i don't know how tribe fans receive q-tips solo efforts some receive it well personally i just i would prefer to see q-tip rhyming with the group but hey it is what it is i would i support it of course i would because i'm a fan but um so he's still working on music still he you know from what i understand has an album that should be out by the end of this calendar year uh and then there's fife unfortunately um you know he passed away on uh march 22nd 19 excuse me 2016 uh at the age of 45 um man and i'll be honest you know fife's death uh rocked us all rocked the hip-hop community uh because we didn't see it coming i mean the funky diabetic uh, the five foot or whatever you want to call Fife, man. I love Fife, man. Um, and he, he, he is definitely being missed. Uh, his enthusiasm, his knowledge, uh, you know, what he brought to the table as far as the group was concerned. Uh, and again, you know, when I watched the um, when I watched the documentary Beach Rhymes and Life, it's still it's kind of bittersweet, man, because you just because, you know, even that even back then, you knew that we weren't getting another Tribe album. And now we are you know, almost sure that we, unless they have some you know, music in the archives, we're not going to ever get another Tribe album. And that's unfortunate. But I, I will say this much. If you want to, you know, appreciate Tribe in its essence and, and in its heyday, you definitely want to listen to the three albums. Uh, as for Beats, Rhymes and Life, again, if you have not listened to it, if you haven't listened to a while, pick it up. 
I could be wrong. Uh, again, I think it's a solid album. Not great, you know, especially in the grand scheme of things when you compare the other albums of 1996. We've got quite a few more to cover. But uh, July 30th, 1996, a solid effort by a Tribe Called Quest. Not their best effort, but a good album nonetheless. Take a listen. Let me know what you think. Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll holler at you next time. 5,000.